Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought Podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, knowing thyself, and doubting every thought. If you've been looking for peace in life and want to be a part of the revival, you've come to the right spot. So sit back, relax, and return to God. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the episode of the Doubt Every Thought Podcast. And on this episode, we have Jacob Chavez again. Jacob, how's life going? Jacob, life is amazing. Jacob, that sounds great. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, we were just talking Jacob, here. Jacob. Yeah, yeah, the two J's. The three, no, the three J's. Jacob, Jacob, and Jesus. <laughs> here to bring the Lord's word on Sunday. No, uh, we, you were just talking about living by faith. Um, you had uh, kind of a, just going through, you know, body challenges when it's purging. You know, it does this every once in a while when you're trying to recover and there's things in your body. And, um, you know, you're, you just didn't dive into it. You didn't, you know, disappear into your imagination and you went through it with righteousness and calmness and you came out the other side. But, uh, from that kind of conversation that you mentioned, um, I found it kind of interesting how, you know, you're living by faith where you're just not worried about whatever's happening. You know, when a true test comes, you know, you're like, oh, I'm actually sick. What do I do? Do you panic and then go to the hospital and then get yourself all jacked up on drugs? Or do you sit quietly and relax? And, of course, you did the right thing because you are a son of God. <laughs> but um, you're kind of mentioning how some people, they, they're they not like that, right? You know, they right. they don't live by that faith that you're mentioning. Right. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned about reading up on whatever... Um, I guess whatever they have on the internet, I, I haven't really looked, but, <laughs> like at all. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to look. But <laughs> Jacob, are, are you telling me that you are a uneducated young man, not staying informed on the most important subjects? <laughs> I know, right? I guess yeah, you could say I'm totally uninformed. On, uh... <laughs> I've been I've been saying that to uh, uneducated. Some people how I've been saying how I am, man, and in, in that fallen state uh, when. You're following Satan. You're following your thoughts. You're just living in judgment, resentment, and anger. You're not in peace. Um, you're really well informed. You know, you really know all the quote facts of the realm, right? Right. And when when you go and forgive, you know thyself, and you doubt every thought. Um, my experience has been that you kind of become retarded. Um, <laughs> And it's kind of hard to explain to those who haven't woken up. Like, I'm still the same person. I'm still very intelligent, but I'm retarded when it comes to staying informed on all the topics that this realm is trying to get you to pay attention to. You know, and I, I just find that really funny because I, the more I've been in the light, uh, the more dumb I look when it comes to world politics and whatever it may be. But I've been given these massive insights and intuition about other people, about morality, about seeing things happen in real time versus getting caught by things. And I don't know why I find that so true, but I think that's what I'm starting to notice in you, Jacob, is you're starting to become retarded for Jesus as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally, dude. And and see, that's the thing that was um, interesting. Now I look at my body like... Um... 
Like, you know, it was, oh, a, it was the greatest, <laughs> it was the greatest yeah. machine that was ever created and, and will ever be created, you know, right, about right, how intricate right. and how um, amazing it is just to be alive. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's pretty amazing, like what God did, but, um, but also too, just, uh, it, it helps me to take care of myself more. Like every morning I do stretches, I do like neck mobility stuff and I feel amazing mm -hmm. for it. Like I don't have any. Um, you know, all the pain that everyone else complains about in their lower back. I don't have that anymore. Are you talking about me? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. Or just even, yeah. or just even, um, you know, the strength to do stuff where you say, oh yeah, like, like why well, I, I happen to do like deadlifts and, and squats and a lot of other people are like, oh, I don't do that because, you know, I have bad knees and blah, 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 this and that. Yeah. And it's funny because at one time in my life, I would say that I was one of those people like, oh, yeah, I'm not really going to go heavy on that because my knees are bad because, you know, I run all the time and blah, blah, blah. But but really, it's just um, because your body's a machine and you realize that you could just take care of it and, and just do what you have to do to strengthen it. And before you know it, you know, you you could be pain free. Um, just yeah. just going through life and, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's a great analogy. I think uh, one thing too is in that fallen state, you're looking at your body as if it was you, mm. where you're just like, this is me. Like I am this mm. epic creation, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm more special than that little child over there. Look at that dumb child, you know, <laughs> like I've been able to hone and sculpt and all these, uh, not lustful, but, you know, prideful things, right? Yeah. And it's that's a really unrighteous way to approach it because then you think you are your body, then you go through the challenges of life, and then you feel bad because your body gets old and withers away, blah, blah, blah. Right. You have you too know? much emphasis on, oh, my looks are deteriorating, or, oh, I'm not as strong as I used to be, or, oh, I, when I was yes. younger, I used to do this. And Yeah, you're right. Your identity is based all on your body. That's pretty exactly. interesting. Exactly. And, and the other thing, too, is when... What the second part to that is when you become a son or daughter of God, um, you really begin to understand that your body is the temple that God gave you, mm. right? So you're born into this body, you were a soul, this is who you are now. And so, like you were saying, you still take care of your body, but you don't have this, it, it's from a different approach, mm. right? Because right. now you're just looking at it like, oh, this is the temple that God gave me. I need to respect what he's given me because if I don't, then he's going to be like, you know, it's like a dad where he gives you this really nice car and then you just abuse it and don't maintain it. And then you go back to dad and you're like, Hey dad, uh, can I like get like a second car? Like that's like an SUV. And he's like, bro, like I just gave you a hyper car and you can't even change the oil. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and even if you took care of it for the wrong reason, you know, he would still say the same thing. It's just like, you're worshiping this car. You're not realizing that you are the thing inside the car. You know, you're worshiping the wrong thing, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he wouldn't say that. God wouldn't say that. Um, allegedly, could it be? But but, um, but that's what's so amazing about God is because when you come back to him, we're not even like really thinking about these things. Like, um, like, like what you're saying, like, yeah, you do have a respect that you've been given this body and you take care yes. of it. But you're not even really thinking about it anymore. You just happen to like fumble and go through and it's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm just taking care of my body. I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, you're, 
it's it's the intention yeah right? the the initial intention when you're working out in squat and you're just like oh if i get four and a half abs then this girl <laughs> will want to do things to me you know and i'll be able to be her god uh right and it's it's all inverted because when you do that then she becomes your god and you're a beta male as a jlp would say yeah. <laughs> but then the other intention is like when you maintain it like you're saying you're maintaining your body because you know you should always be aware always be prepared be stretched be limber um be ready to work hard and i'm totally with you on this because i would say in that fallen state i was doing the exact same thing you oh, know, yeah. i was tracking all my numbers a bit too much you know I was, yeah dude it's just so seven. gay and so like hard and <laughs> it's too much extra you took work my dude. Thunder. <laughs> I used to do the same thing, dude, and it was such a pain, and so it would, it would make it like a chore, dude, you know? Yeah, you resented it. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> you resented it, but you must have it, you know? You're just, it's such a funny, <laughs> funny thing, and, and don't get me wrong, like, yes, you, you want to be fit, you want to take care of your body, and even uh, this carries over into dating, it's like if you were to be given a binary and say, um, do you want to date a really fat person if you want to date a really fit person um the answer is of course well of course a fit person but if that fit, fit person is just worshiping satan uh no thanks yeah <laughs> you know versus the fat person who if they're worshiping god and they're returning to the light and you guide them righteously um if you're the man and the fat person is the woman um they will naturally if they're willing to follow you they will naturally begin to allegedly begin to lose weight and begin to realize that you know their body is their temple right. and i'm not trying to make all these claims about oh when you find god you're going to lose 15 pounds right <laughs> <laughs> or your money back yeah. guaranteed <laughs> money, yeah money back guaranteed or, or i go to hell you know? <laughs> like i don't want to make those you know infomercial claims but i've always found that um your health is a it's kind of a symptom, it can, so it can be a symptom of your inner spiritual uh, relationship. So, you know, if someone's extremely overweight or they're unhealthy or they have chronic uh, pains, things like that, the chronic pain is a symptom of a inner spiritual problem, you know, resentment that has manifested itself as uh, ulcers or as stress or as, you know, acne. It was true for me. Um, I jokingly think, uh, me being bald is a similar thing, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> because I was, it's an inner, it's a manifestation of me always being in my head back in that fallen state. Yeah. I and, thought it was you know, a, I thought it was a symptom of you pushing genetic. your body to the limits and because I you, thought, you trained so, I thought it was, so much. <laughs> I thought it was just genetic in reality. It was God punishing me for thinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they say that, uh, that on your mother's side, if your mother's father was bald, then you'll be bald. Right, right, exactly. But like, I don't know, was that the case? <laughs> um, I thought it was mother's side because you do like. There's one thing about gene, what's it called, genealogy, where you check your genes and you say, okay, recessive dominant traits. And yeah, all that. yeah. I think there alleles. is something to that. Alleles, yes, <laughs> the alleles. See, we're well educated. <laughs> we're uh, we're intellectuals, people. We're not retarded. Dominant <laughs> and recessive alleles. <laughs> yeah, God is dominant. We're recessive. <laughs> but yeah, I've um, I've always wondered about that for 
manifestation of things in your body. I'm not saying like you think all these things and then all of a sudden your finger falls off. Right. You know, mm-hmm. if people are trying to take it that far, um, you're actually retarded. So please don't, please don't take us literally here. Um, but I've always noticed that whenever there's body stress of any sort, it's usually due because you're worshiping something more important than God only, you know? And I think, uh, going back to that original point about fitness and health, you know, if, if you really worship the kingdom of God only, everything else will be given to you. And what I'm saying by that is I'm not saying that you're going to be given all the things that you think you want. You're actually going to be given all the things that God knows that you need. Um, and that's always been, been my kind of experience. The more I do the silent prayer, the more I sit quietly, the more I return to the light. Um, I've always just found how relaxed things have become, how I'm still, like we talked about before, Jacob, how I'm always still working out and being healthy and actually getting stronger. Yeah. But it's, it's way more, I don't know, it's way less stressful. You kind of know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. So I think uh, one thing I wanted to talk about too with the great Chavez, because I know the JC doesn't have much time. You're a busy man. You know, you got a business you're running. You got other things going on because you're a righteous man. Um, <laughs> is the concept of love. And I know it's kind of a transition from working out. Maybe you love your body too much. And now we're going to talk about the true love. Okay. There's a transition. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think one thing that we always talk about on this podcast is how we don't have love ourselves Mm. and in particular people think that like oh a man loves a woman and a woman loves a man and then they through that synergy create this unit of love and then they splatter that love all over the realm in the form of children and creation and other uh inappropriate things so that's kind of my interpretation of what people think love is today. And I was kind of, the other idea is that you're the one who creates love, the woman has to acknowledge it, or the woman creates love and the man has to acknowledge it. And it's a very me, 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 uh, God doesn't exist type thing. So I kind of wanted to know from your perspective on this love, how do you think the like the current realm, how do you think they see when I say like, oh, that person's in love with that person, or they say, do you love me? How do you think those fallen people see love? You know, how do they frame it? And, you know, what's your kind of perspective on what love is in this fallen world? Right. Um, well, interestingly enough, I um, I would think about this. I, I was born into yeah. the church and all that stuff. So growing up, I would see, we would always say, oh, God needs to be number one in your life. There can't be anything above it. But then right, okay. but then I would hear people also say, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, when you have a woman, like, you have to make her feel like she's the most important thing in your life. And like, like you have no <laughs> other eyes for any other person. And mm-hmm. like, like, uh, and to me, when I would hear that, I would just kind of think, um, doesn't that go against what you're saying, what you're preaching? Um, happy wife happy life. yeah exactly and then crap like that and uh oh how dare you and they would always <laughs> it's like they say one thing about putting god number one in your life but then um they would kind of have this weird language where it's like 
oh, but capitulate to the woman at every turn and mm -hmm. do everything you can to make her feel this and feel that. And I would kind of just think um, if, if they're both, um, yeah. if they both put God first, then why is it that you're trying to uh, make her feel a certain way? And that, that was always my kind of thought. I, w I would just kind of look at it and be like, hey, this doesn't really work. And if you look around, it, it doesn't work at all, right? I mean, people are faking it <laughs> left and right, but at the end of the day, they're miserable. They wind up divorced. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the general stats on that, too, if you look at divorce stats, people say, I think it's 40 or 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Yeah. You know, and then of the remaining 50%, uh, how many are actually following a righteous path and they don't just resent each other? Right. They just go through you know? the motions and they just stay together because they found out it's the best thing for them. You know, yeah, they found <laughs> out it's a good, uh, a good tax benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking from experience, guys, allegedly. Um, I think you made a good point, too, about how um, on this on this one hand, they say, OK, God only. Right. right. And everything else will be given to you. Just like, oh, that's kind of what I said earlier. And on the other hand, they'll use biblical quotes like the man should sacrifice for the woman and provide and protect and you need to sacrifice, sacrifice. And and also, too, I find... Uh, but the woman doesn't sacrifice her quote-unquote career <laughs> or her big old yeah. ego just to, like, stay and raise the kids. And that's, exactly. like, unheard of. And nobody ever, like, wants to bring that up because they're afraid of the women. And like, oh, how, exactly. how could you paint her into a box like that? It's like, dude, yeah, don't you guys you, read the then... Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pharisees. <laughs> I know, right? You know, they, um, I think it's, they're afraid to lose their uh, sexual pleasure, their lust from their God. Yeah. Because you know, I find, uh, uh, I've noticed many people are unwilling to disagree with their relationships, their wives, or they're hesitant because they're being unrighteous in the first place and they know it you know and so they'll say oh do you love your wife and you'd be like oh of course i do and like well do you actively guide her and protect her and tell her when she's wrong and they're like well that's really sexist you know <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there just like okay well are you having sex out of wedlock and they're like yes right <laughs> you know i'm it's, only human it's, it's, <laughs> I, I mean what, what, are you supposed to be like Jesus or something? And they're like, um, I think so. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, okay. And then, yeah, there's that hypocrisy where they say one thing, but then they do another. They say like, you know, they talk about sodomy. Sodomy is this huge topic for me where they think the, they only think like, um, it's the case. sodomy is only, yeah, dude and dude behind a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like they don't understand the bigger picture of sodomy is anything that does not, uh, for the intention of not creating a child, you know. So even if you're married and your wife's on birth control, you, my friend, are a sodomite. So <laughs> it makes it really, really funny. But back to that topic of love. So the, the realm sees this as uh, the man has to, like, sacrifice, but at the same time he's supposed to be a son of God, but at the same time, he's supposed to provide and protect and guide, but he's also supposed to be feminine, but he's also supposed to be like a son of God. So it's he's very... supposed to be emotionally sensitive, or what did they say? Emotionally uh -huh. some, competent or um, some crap like that? Made up crap? <laughs> that's the other thing too, yeah. Like 
to be in love, you have to be emotional with each other. That's um, that's how. Look, how dare you judge that? <laughs> it's but it's very true, right? You, uh, I've been told that on many occasions um, when it's not in like a relationship, but just people are like, "You're so stoic. You're a psychopath. You're a sociopath," because they don't say it so directly, but um, right. they try to insinuate that because I act like I don't have emotions I am pushing them down and eventually I will blow up at a later date you yeah. know you go Isis on everybody yeah go all uh, Isis for Jesus as <laughs> no for Allah yeah for, yeah, for Allah my, my best friend yeah I actually like Allah he's pretty good it's pretty pretty intense um yeah for Muhammad and that's that's kind of the other thing too is they they see love as this uh infatuation and connection and uh complete absorption into the other individual you know and yeah the, the way i kind of i just imagine that right now it's like when you say i love you to the girl and you think you have love to give it's like you're both jumping out of an airplane with parachutes and you just grab onto each other and you just spiral down and hit the ground. <laughs> like, oh, I love you. I love you, too. Bonk. Because you're just blind now because she is your God. Right. You know, and it's, and, and that's, it's all emotional. And it's amazing, like, what Satan does. He, he doesn't let you see. Because, yeah, I mean, everyone, when they get into a relationship and they're totally blind, they just only um, play up the positives. And, yeah, like, mm-hmm. the infatuation, like how you're saying, it feels good, yeah, sure, but you're also gonna get the super bad crash with it, uh, mm-hmm. and it will come because anyone who's emotional, they they're just they're just um, it, anytime you feel good, you will feel horrible, uh, and probably even more than you're feeling good, you know. <laughs> exactly. It's um, and the thing is, when you feel good, it almost feels like you're out of control. Yeah. And because so you feel great, but you're like, this can't last. You know, Absolutely. love is kind of like uh, you get on Satan's roller coaster, right? You're just like the tick, 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 tick. You're like, oh, this feels so amazing. And as it goes over the cliff, you're like, I have no control over the situation. Absolutely, <laughs> man. It's it's just suffering, and you live in hell. Right. And you are you are right. There's this uh, quote unquote honeymoon phase that people talk about in love. You know, and I think that's just lust. I think it's more. Mm-hmm. You found a new body. You need to squirt as to much explore. as you can. You need to explore all the crevices, uh, crevices <laughs> positions, intimacies, <laughs> godlike feelings, locations, um, manipulations, and just domination, right? And that's where Satan lies, literally. That's where he lies down with you. It's not that you're even being intimate with her. You're being intimate with Satan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ugh. It makes you gay. <laughs> it's so it's so gross. Now that I now that I just said that. <laughs> so that's kind of one thing that Roy does too. He talks about all the negatives because he says the positives of what love is, what it truly is, is a. Um, uh, it's really really awesome, but he doesn't want to deprive people of discovering it. But I thought maybe we could dive into it a little bit. Of, I think it's pretty clear on my side what love is not, and. We just describe Satan's love, right? This isn't um, God's love. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to know, how how do you, as a son of God, as a holy man on 
2021. Um, how you see God's love now when you do the silent prayer, when you go about your day, what does it feel like knowing that he's within you and he's within everybody and he's with us right now? What, um, I'm not asking like you to describe the emotions you feel about it, but more for those who are waking up to the idea of what true love is. It sounds really arrogant, but uh, what true love what is. Love is. <laughs> get, get out of here, Satan. <laughs> what, how do you kind of how do you kind of see like that love now that you have, um, you know, that you didn't have before? What's that like now for you? Well. If you ever try to describe it to people, they're they're like, "Oh, that's not love. That's that hmm. that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. That's so, like, how could you live <laughs> a life without emotion?" And um, and yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, I don't know. It just it just feels like like you just live and you just go through your life and you and you just um you just <laughs> really have an amazing life instead of focused on all the crap and the drama and yes. the ups and the downs you're just um going through life and you're really appreciating it and uh yeah. and you're able to just uh just i don't know focus on living your best life that's a good way to put it you know and what comes to my mind too when i talk about god's love is it feels like a true father's love. Um, and for those who have, you know, vaccine damage or are retarded, um, <laughs> I'm not talking about the bad dads in your life. I'm talking about, imagine what a righteous, um, ever-present, ever-calm man who is never emotional but is always there for you, willing to pick you up, um, Imagine what that feels like knowing that they're always there for you. And that's what it feels like when you're, when God's working through you, you know, so the realm around you can be very, um, chaotic, crazy, and, you know, sodomite and gay and Sodom and Gomorrah, <laughs> you know, or as I say, sodomites and gonorrhea. Um, so it can be like that, but within you, you have peace because you're with the father. Yeah. You know, he's always there. It's how a man, I believe, should be and how I've become more and more. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of joy and jokes and fun and I make a lot of memes all the time, you know, but there isn't this uh, emotional high or low. It's just more this ever-present calm that comes through me and it's not actually me doing it. And is always there. He's always hanging out. He's always willing to listen to you. He already knows what you want. And he, he knows what you want and not what you want, but he knows what you need um, at all times, even when you don't know. And he's willing to share with you when he knows that you're ready. And he's willing to pull back when he when you're feeling like he's sharing too much. Mm. You know, and it's, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it's I, undescribable. You know? I guess another good way I can use to describe it, it's like, um, say that you're squatting really heavy and, um, God, yep. God is with you, you know, who's with you and he helps you just maintain perfect form and you mm. go through it and you're able to actually, um, you're not destroyed by the weight that's around you. You're actually made stronger. Uh, but, yes. but God's also helping you. So similar to like when you're out in the world 
you won't be destroyed by all the weight that's around you. You just be able to maintain perfect form because mm -hmm. God's with you, helping you. You're never like, oh, Great I'm, I'm alone. I, I can't do this. And you, you just know he's there. And it's not like an emotional thing. You just you just know he's there. You're, you're not you're, you don't feel right. lonely. Um, right. You're exactly right. Um, it it kind of feels like uh, as you get more and more into the light and more and more with joy and peace and calmness, you literally begin to feel like um, you're walking on water. And I don't mean literally going out to the beach and, you know, walking <laughs> on water. For those who are vaccine damaged, uh, it's a joke. Um, it's, it's more this feeling of you, you look down into this realm and I don't mean that you're better than this realm, but you just look down into it and you see all this suffering, all this unrighteousness all around you. But you're a step away from it and you're floating above it as you go through your life. And you will go through challenges in your own personal life where God will use you in certain ways for creating more people, starting businesses, protecting the innocent, uh, being moral and righteous, whatever it may be. But, you know, you're going to be more and more above the mess you know it's like you're in that airplane you've forgiven you've taken off from hell you've come through the clouds and now you're at cruising altitude with god except it's unlimited fuel and you see the chaos of all the storms beneath you but you're at sixty thousand feet or thirty thousand feet you know and everybody else is suffering on the streets and you look around and you see other people in their own airplanes and you're just like oh hey jacob and you're like oh what's up man like <laughs> you're just having a good time <laughs> you know and that that's what it feels like when you're given god's love and then you can transmute that into your relationship with your woman where if she's not your god and you're not afraid of um not being intimate with her you know not using her body for lust all the time then when satan begins to talk through her you speak up righteously and just tell her to calm down and to put down the apple eve and uh you know go into the light you know, and then if she says, well, then we're not going to be intimate. You're like, <laughs> like, okay, Satan, like, calm down. I know you're possessing her, you know, and it's a tool trying to pull you and they'll tempt you that way. But if they're righteous and they're seeking the right way and they see that you're being righteous, they'll follow you, you know, and right. again, maybe, maybe they won't, right? Maybe they're not righteous and they won't. And well, well one thing that looking. I see that um, even the ones that are unrighteous, you know, the ones that are still... Um, you know, have a huge ego, don't want to stay at home. They have children, yeah. but like still, oh, I have to go and focus on my career and uh, that kind of that kind of yeah. crap. Even yeah. they say, well, if you talk to them, they even say, oh man, I wish that my husband would tell me off more. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of interesting. It's like they're acting out and they're getting capitulated to, and um. You know, they, yes. they, their man gives in to every, you know, whim that they have, but they're, they're kind of also wishing like, man, I wish he didn't. I wish he would like put me in my place. And it's, it's right. really interesting. It's, <laughs> it's, they, they, uh, snarl at him and he wimps out and backs up. So then they get louder and he wimps out and backs up. And within a couple months, all of a sudden she is with a weak man, you yeah. know, a completely weak man. You know, and it's in that very first time when they test, you say, hey, don't talk to me like that. You know, then they're just like, ooh, 
<laughs> you know, like, oh, wow, no, no guy's ever done that before. And it's not like you're trying pick up artist stuff. <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, be strong because maintain then masculine she, frame. <laughs> yeah, be, maintain your frame because then she'll blow you. You know, it's like, it's it's all this sodomite gay stuff. But there is truth to maintaining frame. But you don't maintain it for the purpose of intimacy. You maintain it because the kingdom of God is the most important God thing. First, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and if, if you fall for her frame, it's not that you're falling for her. It's you're falling for Satan. The frame of Satan. <laughs> the frame of Satan. That's what that's what love is. It is the frame of Satan. That is that's it. We did not need to talk about this for twenty five minutes. <laughs> oh <my gosh. clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I it's one of those things to discuss because um, this realm writes so many articles about what love is and how like the brain chemistry works and yeah. are they by female you... authors? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even. I've gotten so far away from that mentality that I I'm having trouble relating to it. You know, I can't like joke about it because I'm like, yeah, of course, written by females because they're following Satan, you know, and they think they're doing the right thing. But the world is so messed up because uh, women are being misled. The second thing is, is that men are capitulating to women all the time. And it's not their fault. And it's not the woman's fault, you know, uh, to the point where they actually... let the crazy woman lead everyone in down a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I, I've I have felt that tendency in the past where you wanted to see things burn just so that the quote woman or whoever it is in power would admit that she was wrong. <laughs> she never like, will, fine. man. Just... Right. Well, women, then you women all don't suffer. Admit that they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right, but then you all suffer and you all die too. Like, why would you voluntarily sacrifice yourself to Moloch and Satan? You know, just. <laughs> Like, you don't have to have it happen that way. There's a better option where if you go and forgive and you break that cycle of Adam and Eve, the original sin of judgment, knowledge, thinking you know what right and wrong is, you just realize you're wrong to resent and you forgive your parents for resenting them as a kid. Um, that breaks that cycle, you know, and it's unbelievable how easy it is. You go and forgive or you kind of let go of resentment. You sit quietly and feel your fingers in the morning and night and you feel the warmth in your palms and you observe your thoughts. Uh, and then you doubt every thought. And that's literally all you do. And then you actually do change. You know, that's maybe a question for you. You know, when you first started waking up, you may have had the thoughts and temptations saying, um, you're faking this. Yeah. You know, this is you trying to act holy. Um, <laughs> you, after about six months, you're going to try to use this to manipulate a girl into having sex with you, you know, and what I've noticed is it will then, because you become more holy, women, certain women will begin to trust you more and right. that responsibility Yeah, it's like you attract grows. them, like they come out of nowhere, it's like, well, where, where were you before? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's how God works, you know, when, when you feel like, oh, I need to go find a woman, right, and you're just like... Man, cities are kind of like you know recycle dumps. Everyone is just all used up, and I got everyone's find a feminist. Trash. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to get wanna, married and have a family. They don't want to follow me, you know. And <laughs> there's there's this. I think it's called a gamma trads, where basically they travel the world. They get physically beautiful, and they look at themselves like, look at me. I'm a 
I'm a beautiful man. Why doesn't a woman want to follow me? You know, all they do is just, you know, they get out of the cities and buy land and try to start their own families, but they're not following me, you know. And that's even for the righteous ones. So you have like all the fallen people, then you have the slightly righteous ones, but then you have Jacob Chavez and Jacob Rucker over here just uh, being with God. And you don't need to seek the woman. All you need to seek is the kingdom of God. And then suddenly, I'm not saying this is always true, but if you're supposed to have a woman, it will be given to you. And if you're not supposed to have a woman, the other things you're supposed to have will be given to you, you know, or the things you're not supposed to have will be taken away from you, Hmm. you know, and it's, it's not this all sunshine and rainbows. You return to God and he sends you a check for a million dollars, you know, Yeah. (laughs) like sometimes when you're with God, he will take away uh, old careers uh, from you. That was been my experience because you didn't have the ability to do it yourself. You didn't have the courage to leave. So he'll just make a situation so bad that you yeah. are ejected from it. You know, it's, it's happened to me before. <laughs> oh yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, and that, I think that was one thing I wanted to say is love isn't this thing where you have a list of uh, your 27 favorite things. Yeah. And then, so, you... so you don't approach dating like how most women do, where they have a crazy list and must do this so and your do that. So your 401k is at 175. <laughs> Be this tall, okay. speak Spanish, sp- or speak five foot, different languages, or something crazy like that. Six foot twenty-seven, <laughs> and your dick size is 400 <laughs> feet long. Okay, that's that's okay. I prefer 402. Okay. And... Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty average. So nah, where? Yeah, it's just average. Ah, <laughs> uh, swipe left. Oh, okay, let's look at this guy. Ooh, he's chocolate. Oh my god, my father hates me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, in that fallen realm, Satan will play that game of um, making you think that you can select and filter to the righteous woman or the righteous man. Um, I've had that temptation quite often uh, in my life to, uh, I jokingly say like, oh, I need to find like uh, a fellow Aryan Viking woman, right? Yeah, blonde hair, you know, blue eyes. Blonde hair, blue <laughs> eyes. It's it's the whole Hitler joke in World War II and, right. you know, um, all that stuff. You're like, and she can have Norwegian in her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to have at least, you know, Viking 25%. DNA. <laughs> Viking DNA. Right, right. Or it's, it, you could say it's, and don't get me wrong, it's just like, yeah, like attracts like and all that stuff. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, when you actually come out of the uh, realm of what you are, um, you're no longer your body, you're no longer your lineage, you're actually a son of God. Just like how you're a Mexican dude, and in reality, I shouldn't trust you, because, I mean, <laughs> you know, we all know. And like for in reality, too, you shouldn't trust me, because... I like owning slaves. <laughs> I love my slaves. You know, white people. Gotta watch out. We do it with usury and loans right now, but, you know, we tricked you. But um, when you come out of it and you actually have God's love, you realize maybe um, things need to be different. And it's something not that I wrestled with, but I just began to notice. Like when you begin to want something and you think that you love something above all else and you're not, it's not the kingdom of God. Uh, you got to take a step back and, you know, take a chill pill because you're definitely following the wrong God. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, man. And again, um, go for it. I would talk with others about this, but um, it's all all the stupid 
kind of theoretical crap, which I think is like nonsense. Mm -hmm. But if you will just indulge me a little bit. <laughs> um, so so as as a son of God, um, you know, people always say, oh, like, uh, you know, I've talked to people at church about this. They were, they were just saying about how hard it is to be a son of God and, and to ha have a woman to like uh, get with a woman because it, it is true. Like you're not really, um, you're not focused on attaining it. You're not going out and looking for it. And even people say, um, Oh, some crazy things like, Oh, when a man knows what he wants, he'll go and chase after it. Oh yeah. Very true. But, but, um, <laughs> and so people <laughs> are kind totally of, me, man. people are kind of baffled by how could you not chase after something, but then, also, um, you know, it just happens to be given to you when it's something like that. Um, <laughs> the analogy they give is, um, so what? You just sit at home just watching don't do Netflix anything. and then <laughs> ding dong. Like, like, who's here? It's just like, oh, uh, God sent me. Uh, I'm your future wife. Uh, you want to have like intimacy now? Like, <laughs> like you like you're not doing anything to uh, attract one. Right. It's like you right. can sit around and eat Cheetos and be a gay guy. You know, <laughs> you're not saying that, right? <laughs> right. But, but also, too, in, in addition to that, so so that's what that's one thing that people have a problem with. Um, and then, yeah, our, our answer is like real simple, which is just like, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not looking for it. It just happens to be given to you. There's there's really nothing else um, to it. But but also, too, besides yes. that. Um, so people also like to go even further and say, okay, so say that you do, but, yeah. um, what is the likelihood that she will, um, follow you and, and be in line with you because, because right. they take, <laughs> they take like what, what Jesse says, um, which is, which is pretty true because women are just so crazy. And, and, and we talked about this too. It's because, um, it's easier for men to wake up because they just have to overcome the woman. And so once they do that, once yes. they face their mothers, then they're free of it and it's no big deal. But with women, they have to actually, um, they actually have to overcome Satan himself. And so that's why it's that's hard. It's harder for them to, that's why they're so crazy. And, and, and even still, even after they, um, you know, even after they return to the light, they go uh, and forgive. That's a really good point. That's a really good point right. to go and forgive, but then they're just like, why am I still suffering? <laughs> you know, you're just like, well, you've been a daughter of Satan for, you know, a long, long time. You know, when that's actually a good point. Because like you know men... how, you know how Jesse will say, oh, yeah, like, um, it'll just take her 50 years before she gets it and then you'll die. <laughs> but people are focused too much on that, I think. And they're like, oh, well, pretty much I'm going to suffer anyway, even if I do get into a relationship. But at the same time, it's like, dude, then what's the point of doing this? Why don't you just do it the wrong way? Quote unquote, do it the wrong way until you go to hell. You know? <laughs> I mean, not literally I'm saying you're going to hell, but more you live in hell. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, if she's always going to be a problem until I, the day I die, <laughs> why don't I just get the most fallen one? So she does the most heinous acts with me, you know, and then, and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's really, really true. Um, women are closer to Satan generally than men. Uh, not trigger all, alert. but most. Trigger <laughs> alert. Don't be gay. Go away. Um, yeah, they're generally closer. And be because it, it goes back to the order of God. So God's order is, you know, um, yep. 
God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, women over children. But Satan's is the total reverse of that. So it's Satan and then the woman and then the man and then the children. Yeah, Satan and woman, woman over man and children, and then suffer and die. And then, yeah, <laughs> just, just destruction and devastation pyramid. all throughout very the world. flat pyramid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even the woman's fault, right? You know, it's truly Eve's fault. Um, I had said this with uh, a girl that I'm courting right now, and uh, we had a funny joke. She, when we're talking about like how the unrighteousness within ourselves, it's not even her. It's actually mm-hmm. just the original sin of Eve um, in the Garden of Eden when she got the apple and then Adam was retarded, you know, and uh, I'm going to get a shirt that, that says, you know, has Adam pointing a gun at Eve saying, Eve, put down the apple. Trust me on this. <laughs> you know, like that's what should have happened. I'm kidding, guys. But um, I think I'm not sure if she said it or I said it, but it was funny how we said that when Eve became very sick, became very ill, that's when Eve ill came into this world. <laughs> so when Eve became ill, that's when evil showed up, mm. you know, and so it wasn't even her fault. She became sick because she believed her thoughts. And then she fell for the temptation of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam was a complete beta male and uh, didn't guide her properly back into the light. All that being said, that's wonderful because we're the ones who get to recover from that unrighteousness. And that's where we are today, where you and I are pretty, pretty holy. I'd say, you know, 84% holy. And, <laughs> you know, if you think, people actually think I'm serious, then go suffer and die. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really interesting to be able to discuss what this love is and what love isn't because I think from my perspective, so many people just don't they don't understand and it's not their fault. They know not what they do. They're surrounded by media that lies to them. They're surrounded by birth control and you know, gluttony and usury and lustfulness and pride and envy and they think it's them. And you know, for those who see it being wrong, um, don't doubt yourself. You know, you're actually on the righteous path. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great, great topic, man. I think a lot of people will appreciate knowing what love is and understanding what it means to be um, kind of of this world, but not from this world, what we talked about initially, about how you're still going to be doing all these things with the temple of God that was given to you, right? Your body. Mm. But you're going to approach it from such a different light that, um, I don't know. It just feels so peaceful, right? Yeah. You know, so joyous. <laughs> oh man. I, I mean, I could talk about this for ages with you. you right. know, I feel like so many people can't because they get stuck, you know? <laughs> right. But, but what did you think about, um, about, yeah, like dealing with, the fact that like a woman is going to be overcoming Satan. So it'll take her a while to really like, um, I don't know, I guess you could say have a logical mind. Right. What are your, right. what are your, my, what are your, what's your take what, on that? What is my perspective on that? <laughs> well, let me confer with God for a second. <laughs> oh, thank you, God. Um, my perspective there is how it relates to men as well, where, uh, as you get closer and closer to the light, as you do the silent prayer, um, and you trust your intuition, 
you trust who you are, you make mistakes, but you're, it's your mistakes, right? Um, as you get closer and closer to the light, you really begin to tune into the kind of gay stuff that people talk about, you know, <laughs> like uh, being able to see where someone's coming from before they even know. Walk a mile in their from. shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walk a mile in Jesus' shoes because I'm always walking on water. But um, you really begin to experience, I wouldn't say ESP necessarily, but your intuition can sense when people are suffering. You'll reach out to them and they'll wonder, how did you know? Um, but the reason why I say all this is one thing you'll get is you'll be able to discern when somebody has a seeking heart. Mm. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts uh, that's been given to me is that I have a very good intuition now for someone who has a seeking heart and is seeking righteously or they are seeking for unrighteous reasons. You know, you kind of know what I mean by like a seeking heart? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, it's not some idiot who just repeats words that other people say unknowingly right. even though that we can see well I'm, I'm pretty sure you can see it too even though we can see that that's what they're doing but they don't even yeah. necessarily um they're, like they're they're, they, like they're fooling themselves and they're not being real with the fact that they haven't found it yet right but they're so not, close they're so they're right there but it's right there right <laughs> and again it's not because i'm so holy and i've worked out more spiritually it's because god allows me to see it Right. right. So like when I go through these things, when I see where someone's coming from, when I know that they're suffering or when I know things, it's not because I'm so special. Right. I'm, I'm retarded. It's 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 because God's letting me see it through me. Right. He's using me. So back to your point, um, when it comes to engaging with someone and courting someone, not dating someone, um, you can tell very quickly whether they have that seeking heart and they are seeking it righteously or if they are using it incorrectly or if they're trying to believe their thoughts or whatever it may be and because of that i don't see you know that a woman will always need to um kind of like what the joke is right 40 years of suffering and <laughs> all that and then right yeah you eventually die and then she sees it and then you go to heaven. <laughs> God's like, thanks for suffering for 50 years. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Cause my... I, I, cause I feel like, uh, like, especially at bond that people get too hung up on that. It's like, dude, are you serious? Out of all the things we talk about, you're getting hung up on that dude. Come on. Yeah. And <laughs> I, the other thing too, is that if you're a truly righteous man, like if you can truly emulate Jesus, no, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but if you can truly emulate his righteousness, you know, even he said, you will do greater things than me, right? Right, and yeah. He says something like that. Um, that light will be so bright uh, in the relationship because you righteously suffer through your own pain, through your own mistakes, and you only seek God, you don't seek the woman to comfort you, that a righteous woman who is in tune with her soul uh, will righteously follow you um and it won't be this um continual problem right and I, I i talked about this with um the girl that i'm courting about um when you're in the process of getting to know them and all that 
an important question to ask yourself is, is this woman the problem or is this, does this woman have problems? So is the woman the problem or does she have problems? Right. Yeah. So one, one is if she has problems, which everyone does, it means that she has that seeking heart within her and she's looking for the light and she is hungry for guidance from a righteous man. Like she knows when she sees a righteous man, she will want to follow that. And everyone has problems. And that's because it's the fall and all that stuff. When you come out of it, you become perfect as your father's perfect. But you, you come out of all these problems that you've built for yourself as well as the original sin. So I can overcome mine, she's overcoming hers. She follows me righteously into the light. That's great. Um, and so an example I think I gave was about if the girl is feeling resentful and judgmental and is suffering and then you talk with her and she says, um, Jacob, I'm just suffering right now and I feel this resentment and hate and I know it's not me, but I just don't know what to do and I'm so sorry and I wish I could be at peace. That right there is somebody who has problems, but isn't the problem. Uh, if you then engage in another hypothetical situation or say, or say lives, <laughs> but, but she comes at you and she says, Oh, you suck. She's being resentful towards you. She says, you're horrible. Identifies and with then, the problems. Right. She projects the problems onto you once and deep down inside, like you said, she wants you to be that man, you know, and wants you to overcome her and overpower her quote unquote, like 50 shades of gay, you know, and all <laughs> that stuff. Um, then that's different. You know, and that's that's unrighteous. Mm. You know, and that's that's a different conversation where you say, "Hey, uh, you can't talk to me like this, and this won't work." You know, and don't get me wrong; if the man is unrighteous, he has no footing to be able to say that. You know, right. if he's been sleeping around, if he's been lying, cheating, stealing, the woman picks up on that, and that's Absolutely. why she's crazy, because most men are crazy. So, yeah. anyways, long answer, but it, that's how I see it. Where a woman can be saved instantly, and it's not me doing the saving. She can see it herself, mm. you know, and like Richard said, I'll see it before her, and if I give her the guidance and then she sees it, that's great because she needs to know for herself. So that's my answer, but I know you got to go in a few minutes, but um, wanted to know what you kind of thought about that or what's your perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, it was that was an amazing answer, man. That was that was like the perfectest answer that I've heard about that. <laughs> I'm glad uh, I asked know, I, uh, I'm glad it's, I asked you because because yeah, people like I said they're they're too focused on like I don't know like like I guess the worst kind of outcome. Like in other words, it's like um, all what we're doing is pretty much meaningless, and uh, mm. in the end, nihilism. We'll, we'll yes. just have to like um, we'll just have to suffer through it, like just to be with women. Uh, an another thing too that that um right that was brought right. up in, in in um at bond that was really i guess you can say controversial was just the people were talking about adam and eve and they were saying like oh well um if everything was perfect if you know adam had a perfect relationship with god then what was missing like what in other words why did he allow eve to tempt him and like and have the uh, fall come out there great question and then um yeah, and and Jesse was saying that um, it was something that God knew that would happen for for the man and the woman to be together. So he knew the fall would happen, 
and that it was necessary for them to uh, to you know create generations mm -hmm. after that. Interesting. And, and so, yeah, but, I, but 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 people have taken that to be like, oh, like in order to be with uh, you know a man and a woman, they need to be fallen in order to get together. Like in other words, it needs to happen outside <laughs> of talking outside and, of the holy. And time. I'm like, you have to be unholy and then rise in the holiness right area. and then i'm like wait hold on like that's what you got from that like <laughs> <laughs> my answer to those um is always i look back and say look man you haven't even figured out masturbation <laughs> so don't don't worry about that <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah like what why focus about the future when you could just take it one step at a time you know like it Right, one step at a time. First, stop watching pornos. Stop being a gay guy. You know, stop being resentful and judgmental. You know, those are all righteous things not to do. Like, work hard, have a job, start a business, be a dude. You know, and later on, when you're supposed to know the answer to that, it'll be revealed to you. You know, like for me, I, I didn't struggle with that, but I kind of looked at that and like, it's a good question. Yeah. You know, why? Why would God? create imperfect beings if he could create perfect beings and i listened to a few people roy masters jlp um that's actually it i know right? <laughs> but um uh holy script the kind of take <laughs> the holy script <laughs> i you know i talk with jesus about it um, the just one thing i wanted to say is um you know there was an interesting point that said that god could create everything but the only thing that he couldn't really create is love because right. love requires a detachment from himself and a voluntary return to him. And so through the fall and all the suffering, he allows man to voluntarily choose to follow mm. God. And because of that, that's that's a true sign of him, faith. Huh? Right, that's a true sign of faith. And because of that, love flows from God through you to this realm. Um, so it's not that I created, I chose to love God more. It's more I choose to have faith in the face of unrighteousness and he rewards you for that and he loves he loves that just like a dad who you know his son's been gone for 20 years and comes back and he's like hey dad uh, i was wrong man can i like come on your farm and hang out yeah you know, a father's just going to be like dude crushing it come on you know yeah <laughs> this is awesome so that's how that's my quick answer but again if people are just focusing on the wrong things you know, they're right. constantly jerking it to pornography and being unrighteous <laughs> and sleeping with women and being angry and resentful. And then they're like, but let me talk to you about this one spiritual thing that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, fix everything else first. Right. You know, and, seek the kingdom of God only. <laughs> and, to, and to me, it's it's not necessarily that God created imperfect beings, but it's just the fact that um, he created us to be dependent on him. And when we're not sure. dependent on him totally for everything, you know, living by faith, that's when we're imperfect. But we can only be perfect uh, when we're when we right. come back to him. And uh, right, right. That's actually a good point. You can be. That's the thing. A lot of people say you can't be perfect, <laughs> you know, but no, no, no. That's that's a great point. I'm glad you clarified that. And, and that's even even in relationships. So uh, one time I was, I was talking about this um, and we had a discussion um and yeah like i was just saying no if if i'm right and the woman follows me she will fall in line and we will have you know 
uh, everything will be as it should be. Like there won't be crazy mm-hmm. drama and won't be chaos. She won't be peaceful. Right. She won't yeah. be fighting me. She, our children won't be destroyed. And like this other guy I was talking with, he was like, no, like that, that won't happen. Like, oh, well, what about like how, like, like how I said, focusing on the wrong things, like, oh, um, yes. in 50 years, she'll, she'll get it. Like, what do you think about that? And it's like, dude, that's, that's not what it's kind of like, like a, it's kind of a joking, yeah. you know, thing. Um, and, and in mm-hmm. other words, it's saying like, if you're, if you're weak and pathetic, you will get destroyed, you know, only only goes back to your point about um, how men get worn down because they're worshiping the woman versus right. worshiping God. Yeah. But if and you're you get focused broad, on you get God, broader shoulders. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And if you're focused on God, you won't be destroyed by everything around you. And you will have yes. the patience to deal with it, too. Like you won't. It's not like it'll be a hard chore. Like, oh, my God, I have to deal with this woman again. <laughs> right. Right. And it's actually a great test where you'd be like, oh, I'm resenting. Oh, wow. Thanks, God. You know, I, I wasn't expecting this. And you'll get stronger and stronger. And it's, it's God's strength through you. It's not you, like, literally lifting weights. And then, <laughs> oh, my, my holiness is at a 200 pounds right now, yeah. you know, 250. Well, yeah. It's literally. It'll, it'll you be getting, getting spiritually jacked, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get spiritually jacked, just like Jacob and myself, go to diarythought.com and uh, pay for me. No. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, yeah, wonderful conversation, man. I know you got to head out because you're a holy guy and holy roller you've got so many things going on yeah um i think it's been just a wonderful conversation for those about the intention of working out and the intention you have about what love isn't what it is so many things that i think a lot of people don't discuss and eventually we're going to get the live streaming going guys once i get a microphone yeah. and the camera set up and then we'll do this live and we'll actually take your questions well maybe yeah. unless you're a sodomite then get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we ask the hard questions nobody else wants to ask <laughs> yeah, God is asked. God asks it through us. What does it mean to be a sodomite? <laughs> right. Yeah, wonderful time. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, man. Like uh, at the at the tail end there, it got really deep. <laughs> really deep. Was it wasn't even us. I feel like it wasn't even me talking about it. You know, like yeah, I was. Yeah, dude, I'm serious. When... That was that was a perfect answer. I'm like, man, like that was. <laughs> I was I was going, and I'm just like, what? Like, who's talking? I'm like, just, just keep talking. <laughs> Like it's a form of possession, possession by Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful, everyone. As we always say, die every thought, know thyself with a silent prayer, go and forgive, and God forgive you. Basically, just give up resenting your parents because they failed you. And if you don't resent your parents, you do. You're just being gay. And uh, <laughs> you can join the light and be joyful. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you as we begin to grow this conversation to be more than just about spirituality. But for now, so much goodness. And I don't know. Thanks for coming on, Jacob, again. It was wonderful. Yeah, man. As always. <laughs> as always. And as I always say, you know, good luck, Godspeed. Have a great day, and we'll see you again on the podcast. Take care. That was great. Yeah. That last part was. I'm going to listen to you.